Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for t- today. I just thank you for giving us the ability to enjoy your presence, Lord, and just have joy inside of you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just making it where that you give us everything that we need, Lord, and not leave us lacking and allowing us to understand you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for... Uh, being friend to, friends to us, Lord, and just blessing us throughout our day, Lord, and whatever we're doing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're excited to have you with us and to continue our study in the book of Acts. This morning, we are still in chapter 19, but moving forward. And could I get a volunteer to read... Verses 11 through 20, please. I will. All right, Layla. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the inanimate Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of Yes, to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, <coughs> We ex- uh, exercise you. Dad, is that the right word there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's yes. not exercise like you're going to the gym. It's exorcise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was le- leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> okay. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled, wow, 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Layla. And yes. thank you for holding holding back the Snickers as you read. So um, the exorcise is um, where we get exorcism, which is so a, um, like you call it a ritual, but, you know, ultimately it's a, a, a religious ritual for casting out demons. So when they shake the bells, is that what that is? Um, no, everybody has their own little versions yes. of it. But it's what people who don't have Jesus or understand the name of Jesus is how they go about trying to get rid of demons. Today, you would say they use medication. Well, and or, right, in, in religious things, right, there's a, there are steps, there's a process, there, there's, they try to put it into a, a process to do it, right, as opposed to just operating in the power and authority that he has given us, he, I mean, the Lord, has given us in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, and notice if you look at the spelling of the word, E-X-O-R, not E-X-E-R. So it's not going to the gym, running on the treadmill, getting a jump rope, you know, riding a bike. It's not that. It's like that was saying, a, 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 a ritual process, basically, to mm-hmm. try to um, cast demons out of people or get them out of people. Oh. So. But the name of Jesus. Hello. There's no ritual. All you need is the right. name. All you need is the name. That, the uh, almighty name of Jesus. Last time I checked, the scripture told us very plainly that uh, to the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow hey, and every tongue will confess. That so, Jesus is Lord. Amen. And he says, you will do these things in my name, mm-hmm. right? Which included, mm-hmm. I think the first thing I mentioned was casting out demons and healing the sick. And mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, all that... I want to say aside, right, was included, but the floor is now open for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. Well, if if nobody minds. Oh, you had some little, oh, you had an O-shape formed in your mouth. Go ahead, baby girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, my observation was going to be about the, the magicians that brought their books. They came confessing their deeds, and, and they, they burned the books. And when I told it up, it was 50,000 uh, shekels of silver. That seems like a lot of money. And what I would like to say about them is when there are times when people have come to the Lord, and I mean, I know I have as well, not because I practiced witchcraft or anything, but I've come I'm making air quotes, quote unquote, confessing my sin, but still holding that that object or that thing that I was doing, just put in my back pocket. So, Lord, you're not seeing it in my hands. It's just hiding in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm repenting because I want you to cover me, but not really repenting. I just want you to, you know, uh, smear the line a little bit so I can continue doing what I'm doing and not reap the consequences of my sin and my behavior. But these magicians, after they heard and the light came on by the Holy Spirit of of and pointing out that they needed a change, they they confess their deeds, which is part of salvation. You come and confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord, and we believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth, and you'll be saved. And this is what they were doing. It, now, the scripture didn't say exactly that they said Jesus is Lord, but by confessing their sin and going, all right, Lord, they're doing the same thing. And when they came, they burned the books. It didn't say they... Uh, put them on the shelf or they put them in a trunk or put them in the attic of their houses. They burn the books to to utterly destroy them, to get mm-hmm. rid of them, mm-hmm. to get rid of all the traces, all the everything. Mm-hmm. So that the adversary could not come and go, you remember that little divination you used to do, how much profit it brought you? You can always pick that up again. No, no, no. They didn't want any part of it, so they were getting rid of it because Mm -hmm. they were truly tired of being captive to the adversary, and they wanted the life that God would bring to them and promise them. Mm -hmm. And notice how none of them mourned and went, oh, man, I spent 5,000 shekels of silver on that book. Ooh, I just want to pull it out the fire. They didn't care about how much it cost them because what they were going to gain was way better, far greater than all the money that divination and witchcraft could have brought them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. They valued the things of the Lord. And thank you, Layla. I appreciate that you said that. And, you know, I was looking at the, the similar scripture and at the close of yesterday's podcast, I said, what did I, do you guys remember what I said? 
Do you remember, honey? Sorry, I was looking up something else. The Lord walked me through. I was not paying attention. I talked about being light. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. right. What did I say? Uh, you said light shines brighter inside of um, dark places, and then you also said then it also shines brighter when compounded with other light. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe some in this season of where we are, we haven't been called into the heavenly community yet. The rapture hasn't happened. We're still on the earth. But some believers are waiting for darkness to go away so that we can be the light. And there's just no need for that. That doesn't make sense. We are the light in the darkness. The darkness doesn't have to leave for, before we can shine as the light. The darkness leaves because we are shining as the light. And you see that highlighted here in these scriptures. For there to be 50,000 pieces of silver worth of magic books, that says that was rampant through that city. I don't know how much 50,000 uh, pieces of silver, but that's a lot. To the point that they had to make note of it and said, oh man, wow. Right? They had, they took yes. this. Yes. If it were just two or three books, you know, from the back of someone's closet, it would not have been anything significant to recognize. But because it was so much, and it showed how many places that this, this darkness was prevalent, they made mention of it. But Christ didn't need the sinners to go away for him to be who he was. The Holy Spirit didn't need the, the witches and the warlocks and the magicians and everybody else to go away to be who he was. Now, there's two sides of this. We're not supposed to um, in the in the Old Testament, you saw that they were put out, like Saul put the witches and all that, the mediums out of the country. And he was saying, we have no part in this and severing his own personal, like his own ties to it, right? And saying, we're not going to have this among us. That's one thing. But for the believer to say, we can't do anything because you're here is another. Uh, yes. The name of Jesus will prevail. The light of God will prevail. Not the devil having to, or people having to stop participating with the devil for us to be who we are. Clearly, there were believers in the midst of unbelievers. And not yes. just a, a regular old Joshmo unbeliever, but people who were tied to the occult, who were tied to witchcraft, who were tied to ungodliness. They didn't feel, the believers didn't feel threatened by their presence. And they didn't say, we can't do what we're supposed to do because they're here and get afraid. Instead, they went on being the light and the light of God and the Holy Spirit drove the darkness out of the hearts of the people. Like, I just, I, I hope that's resonating in your spirit. We're not waiting for a, a perfect land before we can be who God asked us to be as believers. So there's a couple of things of what you were bringing up. The Lord was speaking and ministering to me, which is why I was... <laughs> Kind of not listening when I was talking. No, I'm just playing. It's okay, honey. Well, it's I, okay. It's know, okay. It's okay. While I love you, honey. I know. You listen know, to right? Holy listen Spirit, to the Lord please. first. Exactly. Please, that doesn't offend me. So, you brought up this great point about Saul, King Saul back in the day, throwing out or expelling from the land all that were practicing the occult and witchcraft and mm -hmm. all those other things. And clearly, if you read this, it was believers that were engaged in it children of god they should have exactly been yes known so, better so mm -hmm. the many who believed came confessing and telling of their deeds and many of those who had practiced magic brought their books right practice witchcraft practice the occult and operating in it right that were 
would be in the body of Christ, right? So the the point that you you brought up, I don't, <laughs> you know, that the Lord was speaking to me about was not not just by kicking them out, right? That's how that's how Saul. Saul you're going back to Saul and how how he chose to engage in the situation, right? Of expelling or kicking out all those who practiced from the nation. You have here just being the light and allowing the Lord to minister and and convict through the Holy Spirit, right? To each one of their sin. And then Jude says, as we talked about this, and I'll clarify right after I read it, it says, but you beloved, this is Jude 1, uh, starts in verse 20. I'll read 20 through 23. But you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, excuse me, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. So there is a, in this, people that have chosen, that made the choice to remove the things that are contrary to the Lord, against the Lord's nature, his character, his will, from their lives, right? From their own lives. Exactly. They are separating themselves, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and by separation, I mean consecrating themselves to the Lord. So they can be now vessels of honor instead of defiled vessels. There's a cleaning, there's a purification. But guess what the end result is? Exactly what King Saul was trying to do by natural means. And is spelling people out. But now you have a people that are saying, hey, these things are against the Lord, our God. We're going to serve him fully. We're going to remove those things that don't reflect him in our lives. He's our God. We're his people. And let's remove the sin, the evil, the wickedness from among us. We're not going to engage in it. And ultimately, it brings about the end of that is a separation of that, a removal of that sin, that evil from the church, from the body of Christ. But that started with a choice. And there was no, as you pointed out, Layla, there was no remorse over it. There was, right, it was a willingness and a desire to remove those things that don't reflect the Lord in their lives, in their, their practices, their habits, how the, the structure they had set for their life. They wanted those things gone so they could serve the Lord fully. Mm-hmm. And isn't that ultimately what we want? Yes. If we're the body, if we're truly the bride of Christ, then let's, let's understand that the Lord says, nothing that causes sin and iniquity and transgression, nothing that causes a lie, right, will enter the kingdom. But we are to be spotless, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, blameless before our Lord and Savior. So this applies to us today just as it did then. So then the question is, are we willing to do the things that are required to ultimately remove the things that don't reflect the Lord in our lives? 
and to serve him fully, to trust him fully. All right, we, we read in Revelation how the church at Ephesus hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Yes. And there was not just a witchcraft aspect, but there's there's sexual immorality and all those things. Because they often go together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It said how he hated they they hated those things. Well, great. But it was, it's more to it than that. There's the love component, and we have to love the Lord more than everything. It says with their entire spirit, soul, and body. And love our neighbor as ourself. And that's what you see here. And because of those things, what happened? Verse 20. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Well, the word of the Lord is always going to prevail. Yes. But we see now here growth from being bold in doing what the Lord had asked, well, in this case, Paul, to do. And he did this over time. Mm-hmm. He didn't expect instant results, but he was willing to continue and oppress in with the Lord step by step. Right? Whether that was for the, the first, was it three months? Yes. And then it said again for two years that he continued in this. So whether you look at that as just that was three months out of the two years or that was two years and three months or 27 months total, right? That's a considerable time. (laughs) But he is seeing fruit. He is seeing results. And more so than what he saw with his eyes is the Lord. Amen. The Lord was getting his desired outcome and his desired result. Because if what if Peter had, I mean, Paul had preached there and didn't see any of this and left, but yet it still came about. Should he have been less encouraged? No. 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 So the Lord says um, something that is a, a pivotal thing for me. Um, when the Lord ministered, I, when it talks about, um, you, you roughly, you mentioned this, sweetheart, the, the Gospels where it talks about in his name we would cast out. Um, uh-huh. That was, I think that's in Mark, Mark 16. Yes, uh, Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And when the way I learned that scripture coming up, I learned we'll see them recover. So my eyeballs were always expecting to see something because that's how I had remembered the scripture. That's how I had memorized it based on how I heard it. Uh Um, And one day the Lord spoke with me because I was really focusing on looking with my eyeballs. And he said, go back and read what I actually said. It's not a matter of what your eyes see that verifies or validates what I said. It's what I said validates what I said. And so the, the law of truth here is that the name of Jesus does the works. And when we do what he asked us to do, we know that the will of the Lord, the work of the Lord will be done regardless of whether we lay our eyeballs on it or not, because he said so. 
Um, you guys know I have this saying, the cheese stands alone when it comes when I when I talk about the word. The word of God is the word, and it's truth because it is God's word. Not because I see it, think it, experience, feel it. None of that makes the word of God true. And it has to be firmly established in our mind and in our our entire being as we're doing the work that God called us to. It's not because we see it that we know it came to pass. It's because he said it that we know it comes to pass. Amen. And walking in that. So Paul was just the the aprons and stuff. I'm I'm imagining he had that on while he was working. He's busy building tents or doing whatever labor he's doing. And this is just something on his body. And as he's going about, they're taking this and mm-hmm. the Lord is using it to minister. Amen. Not you know what I mean? Not him going, I'm looking to make sure I'm gonna drive every demon out of the region. I'm gonna you know what I mean? Even Jesus being here in the earth didn't go seeking out the demons to drive them all out in that way. He came to destroy the works of the devil, but not in what we would think of in our natural mind. He absolutely destroyed the works of the devil by bringing his name and his light on the scene and making himself available for anyone who would come and partake of so that the people were freed from bondage and never again to be captivated or captured, which is why that's key that they got rid of their own magic books. Mm-hmm. versus Paul burning them down himself because they just go find another magic book. But when they were done with it themselves, they got rid of it. That meant their heart was forever changed. Amen. Not I'm taking it from you to make you do such and such a thing, which is always what God was after, the hearts being turned back to the Father. Exactly. Father God, and that is. Can you read that, that scripture in, in Mark again? Sure. Because there's there's a one more thing I want us to focus on. I know we're kind of over on time here, but this is important. Okay. Do you want me to go back to verse 15? Please. Um, it says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly... It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple things there, right? First thing to mention, casting out demons. Then talked about praying in tongues, mm-hmm. right? And then the next things are what? Picking up serpents mm-hmm. and drinking poisons. Mm-hmm. Three out of those four things are clearly not good for us are meant for are meant to steal kill and destroy us as the Mm -hmm. believers Mm -hmm. and with the one exception being the second thing mentioned holy spirit and praying in tongues Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. which of course heavenly language only comes from him okay the baptism of the holy spirit absolutely so why why do you think the lord would mention that first what are all the things that we have read about here in acts and in paul's journey and even that he has already been experiencing opposition, right? Even though we're looking at Ephesus, which has been viewed, again, we talked about this in the previous episode, as the pinnacle of how the church should operate when they're fully functioning in all that the Lord has for them or and has called words, them to do. It was the best church ever. Right. Signs, <laughs> miracles, wonders, all those things, right? Uh-huh. But but yet the Lord first starts and he, he, he gives three things that clearly are only meant to create harm and death. 
but that we have protection against. That he exactly it shows that he's protecting us. So why would we need those things unless the people meant to do us harm? And by people, I mean those that have chosen to cooperate with the adversary, with the enemy. But even against that, the Lord's protecting us. So I want you to be encouraged in that. The name of Jesus. Well, amen, yes. The almighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But but to recognize those things, it's not that we can just go handle those things. They're meant for our harm. And but the Lord is good, and his arm is not too short that it cannot save, but to his name, everything will bow. Mm-hmm. So use the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't be the seven sons of Sceva. Use the name of Jesus, and we'll pick that up in the next episode for certain. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you that we have your name, Lord, and that you've given to us, Lord, and that you have given us the power to be your vessel and your ambassador in this earth, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for that opportunity and and that you have trusted us with it, Lord, and we just thank you that we can go and be about your business, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.